Welcome to Day 214 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Camp here with David Keefe and Cindy Camp as we continue uh, to work our way through uh, the Gospel of Mark. And as we pointed out, uh, there's a turn in Mark's Gospel that happens about you know, chapter 8 where Jesus is slowly making his way toward Jerusalem and the uh, content of his teaching becomes a little more serious as he begins to talk about the cross for him and the cross for us, you know, that following him involves for us denying ourselves and taking up a cross and following him. And there's a contrast that you know takes place, you know, as Jesus continues to heal those who are, mm-hmm. you know, deaf and and blind and and mute. And uh, you see the disciples who are also have a, a kind of blindness and a kind of deafness to the teaching of of Jesus. And just as physical deafness, you know, can easily be healed. The the the, the, the harder remedy is to those of us who do not hear have ears to hear and a heart, you know, for him or mm-hmm. eyes to see the truth of the gospel. So we come to the uh, middle of chapter 10. We'll pick up where we left off yesterday in verse 32. Uh, but let's look at the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you so much for your word. We thank you that in it we have uh, a reflection of your heart and your character, the expression of your will to us. We thank you that you've invited us to know you and to see you for who you are and seeing you for who you are to see ourselves as we truly are to come to you to be restored to be forgiven uh, and, and to be challenged to know you and to love you and serve you it's in your holy name we pray amen mark chapter 10 verse 32 they were on their way up to jerusalem with jesus leading the way and the disciples were astonished while those who followed were afraid Again, he took the twelve aside and he told them what was going to happen to them. We're going to Jerusalem, he said, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles, who will mock him and spit on him, flog him and kill him. Three days later, he'll rise. Then James and John, sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teachers, they said, we want you to do for us whatever uh, we ask. What do you want me to do for you, he asked. They replied, let one of us sit at your right hand and the other at your left in your glory. You do not know what you're asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I'm about to be baptized with? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, you will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with. But to sit at my right or my left is not for me to grant. Those places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. When the ten heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be the slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. Uh, But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man, cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received a sight and followed Jesus along the way.
uh, you have uh, you know twice you have the question uh, Jesus asked, "What do you want me to do for you?" Mm-hmm. And in one instance, the the answer is completely off track. In the other instance, it's completely uh, completely within the Father's will to you know to restore and to renew all of creation. And to begin to do so in this this uh, one person who recognized in Jesus something we haven't seen a whole lot, you know, in the Gospel of Mark, the, the son of David, mm-hmm. which is another you know another expression of the coming King or the coming Messiah, the one who would fulfill God's purposes, uh, you know, not only for Israel but for all of uh, mm. all the nations and for all of creation. Mm-hmm. And, and so you see a blind man seeing better <laughs> than the disciples are seeing, you know, and and Mark. Loves playing, you yep. know, with these, you know, with these kind of, uh, with these kind of ironies. No, how cool the blind man sees that Jesus is the Davidic promise, right? Oh, that's going to truly rule as the true king and a better kingdom on a throne that never ends. The blind man sees it, and these guys have been hanging out with them for all these years, and they're like, "No, seriously, I want to say you're right and you're left," and, and it's just like totally blind to it. Mm-hmm. But the blind man sees it. I love that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It is very good. And the most graphic, you know, description yet of, you know, Jesus preparing him, you know, he'll be handed over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They'll condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles who will mock on him, spit on him, flog him and kill him. And three days later, he'll, he'll rise. And of course, uh, even when he does rise, they're completely astonished, even though mm. they've heard this many times. And then you have our good friends, James and John, sons of Zebedee, the sons of thunder. I think, you know, Cindy pointed out a couple of days ago and another, you know, in John's version, you know, of this, it's not, you know, simply them asking, but they bring their mom along. Yeah, hey, mom. You know, who happens to be, you know, related to Jesus. Uh, said, Bob, we, we might need you to help us with this. And, of course, the request is to sit on the right and on the left. And, and of course, they haven't heard what Jesus said. I'm not going into Jerusalem in order to be applauded by the crowds, to be installed as Israel's king. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am going there to be rejected. And not you know just simply rejected. I'm going there to be spit upon, flogged, and, 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 and killed. You know, that, that is what you know, doing God's will has in store for me. And you think you know, doing God's will has in store for you these places of honor and these, you know, and, and these places, mm-hmm. places of glory. And so you have the disciples going in one direction, uh, seeing for themselves, you know, places of uh, honor and, and of prestige. And you have Jesus going in another direction, seeing for himself the fulfillment of Isaiah's uh, picture of the suffering servant who will be beaten, who will be uh, taken from this life without a- any descendants, whose mm-hmm. wounds will heal us. Who our iniquities will be laid upon, and, and you see that picture, and of course you have the clearest expression of it, mm-hmm. you know, in verse forty-five as well. You know, in thirty-eight, he asked them, "Can you drink the cup that I drink and be baptized with the baptism?" And they were like, "Oh yeah, we can do that." And then Jesus came back and said, "Actually, you you will." And so there was just so much there <laughs> that they weren't getting, but that. I've got when some bad news. Time, yeah, they're going to remember and look back. Yeah. You know, oh, I am yeah. drinking the cup. I mean, I'm sure this. No, I've got I've got bad them. news and good news. Yeah. Uh, bad news is, uh, uh, or I guess it's bad news. That's bad, bad news. news. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. The bad news is, uh, yeah, you're going to drink the cup and uh, you're yeah. not going to get right and left. Yeah. The good news uh, is Jesus uh, will uh, rise uh, three uh, days uh, later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. No doubt. You know, no doubt about that. 
uh, but it is you know it is it is a harsh reality. I mean, as we pointed out, you know, this is about the third time you've had this, you know, confrontation between the disciples. You know, who have a theology of glory, and you know Jesus who has a theology of humility, and, and calls them to humility, denying themselves, taking up a cross, you know, and and, and following them. And uh, you, you see the contrast couldn't be greater as uh, you know as they're heading toward Jerusalem, and, and so that's you know that's where he you know that's where he. And, and of course, the rest of the disciples are not mad at him because you guys are so outrageously bought into this theology of glory. Yeah. They're mad at him because they beat him to the exactly. beat him to the punches. Oh, yeah, they, and they get their moms. You help. brought your mom. Only two places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you brought your mom. And then, of course, Jesus. You know, this is uh, Jesus. What again gives this call to discipleship in verse forty-two? Mm-hmm. Jesus called them together and said, you know that those who are regarded as rulers among the Gentile lord it over them. And of course, that's what you guys have in mind. Mm-hmm. And their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. Oh, wow. What an invitation is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give up his life as a ransom for many. And what a beautiful portrait you know uh, of the death of Christ mm. he was our substitute to purchase for us what we could never purchase for ourselves he gave no. his life as a ransom yeah these uh, these kind of calls of discipleship we've seen throughout the gospel mark these aren't typically the passages we take people to who are <laughs> you know considering Christ or even new to Christ or even kind of old to Christ like we these are the passages we kind of like to we read them and we hear it, but we don't really want to embrace exactly probably what now, Jesus these are calling not us the to. kind of invitations you hear, you know, at an altar call at a you know mm-hmm. at a student ministry convention or a youth camp or anything else. You know, we, we don't hear you know deny yourself and take up your cross and follow after Jesus or become a slave to all. Those mm-hmm. are not you know gospel invitations that we normally give, and we've already seen him you know give a gospel invitation to the rich young ruler. Sell everything that you have, yeah. and have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. So the call of the gospel is is as much you know. We often feel like we're being called into a theology of glory when we're called into a you know theology of humility, mm-hmm. uh, exaltation instead of you know buying into uh, humiliation. Mm-hmm. And I think we can even be kind of attracted to this kind of idea of discipleship being kind of a, a life of humble service and, and love for others. But what that really means when you really get into that is something probably completely different than we kind of think even at the start mm-hmm. of, oh, yeah, I can humbly serve people. That's I would love to be able to live a life like that. But to really enter into that is... There, is there's, no, of, there's no glamorizing yeah, that. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I once heard a you know, Christian leader was asked the question, how do you know when you have a servant's heart? Mm-hmm. And his answer is, uh, by the way, you respond when someone treats you like a servant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to be treated the way you're treating me. I don't want to be ignored the way you're ignoring me. I don't want to be abused the way that you're using me. I don't be mm-hmm. want to be belittled the way that you're belittling me. And of course, these are all the things that you know Christ said is going to happen mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it happened to him, why not us? Why not us? And and is there any greater privilege of so identifying with him that? Uh, that the world treats us the same way, mm-hmm. you know, that they did him. So it is a, it is, you know, it is a, a tough call, and it does, you know, lead us into, um, you know, and this uh, this man Bartimaeus. It's crazy, 
mm-hmm. you know, little phrase. It says, you know, they came to Jericho and Jesus and his disciples. Together with a large crowd were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, which means dishonor or uncleanness. What a, what a name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so his name reflected, you know, the theology of his day uh, that, you know, that uh, because this had happened to him, there must be something dishonorable or unclean about him. And, of course, Jesus totally rejects that. And, and you see in this, you know, someone who is recognizing what the disciples are not recognizing, you know, exactly who Jesus is. And what a wonderful, you know, what a wonderful, you know, he began to shout. It was seen. Yeah. yeah, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. What a great Old Testament word. <laughs> Undeserved kindness. You know, I, there's nothing I, I have to bring you. Uh, matter of fact, whenever you know he gets up, he throw, throws off his cloak, probably his only possession. Mm-hmm. So in, in one fashion, he's doing, yeah. you know, what the rich young ruler didn't. He's, he's leaving everything in order, mm-hmm. you know, in, in order to uh, follow Jesus. And of course, the crowd said, "Shut up!" He didn't want to be bothered with someone like you. Uh, but exactly the opposite is true. That's exactly what he has come to do—to restore and, and renew. Not not only uh, all of creation, but our our deep spiritual blindness as well. Yeah. And I like that too. So Jesus said, "You know, call him over here." And so they cheer up, get on your feet. He's yeah. calling you. <laughs> Throwing his cloaks out, he jumped his feet and came to Jesus. I love that last little phrase. In in the middle of everything he's going through, he's obviously not concerned about what other people are thinking. Obviously, no real fear of man in this moment. You know, he's doing whatever he needs to do, he, and he just wants to get to Jesus and so I love that and, he, and when he gets there he he's restored yeah he realizes he has he has nothing to bring he has no um, you know resource of his own that it's in desperation you know that he calls out and, and of course it's when we finally realize that we have nothing to bring and we have no resources of our own and then sometimes we're in the rich and ruler category we're still hanging on to our you know identity our resources and our means and this guy had come to the end of that he said my yeah. only hope is for someone to have mercy on me and, and uh, the one you know to whom i'm appealing mm-hmm. is is the one the old testament's talked about into you know, the son of david the king hmm. yeah and we like him can be healed by faith yeah um, absolutely. it's not what he did it's his, where his faith was yeah absolutely and it's not that it guarantees physical healing, but it is a foretaste mm-hmm. of of uh, of the restoration of all things, but of the work that uh, God is doing in us now to restore us, uh, remove from us spiritual blindness in order to see the truth and love the truth in Jesus. Yeah. Cindy, why don't you uh, close us with a word of prayer? Sure. Father, our hearts are moved by this incredible story and uh, our heart's prayer would be one very similar to Bartimaeus that we just we want to see and we know father that um, sometimes um, it kind of comes to the being to the end of ourselves um, where father we do recognize that you are all there is so our hearts would would pray that that we want to see we want to see you we want to know you we want to know the incredible um depth of your love that would cause christ to die for us 
So, Father, thank you that you've made this so simple, yet we make it so hard. But we would just ask, Lord, that you cause our hearts to uh, be open to you and that we would seek you and that we would, Father, um, turn to you. And it's in Christ's name we pray these things. Amen. Amen.